Welcome to the MinMax Podcast, a place for adventurers and friends. You join us as we delve deeper into the fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. A recap of Session 12. We continue exploring into the mysterious alchemical cave and find a secret door. Plum tries to sneak through it, but is noticed by a steampunk orc. Plum tries to talk to him, but it's pretty much leave or die on his end. Combat ensues, and when Varnak inadvertently releases a terrifying blood ooze, it seems the party has opted for the die. Everything goes pretty poorly, and we all prepare to either die or run away. But then, in an effort to try and stop the blood ooze from draining his life essence, the steampunk orc tries to control it and totally fucks it up. The ooze goes ham on him. We all start ganging up on the orc, and things go pretty poorly for him. Up until the ooze kills him. However, in a fit of mad genius, Forn heals him so he can continue to be our damage sponge. Daru quickly and critically convinces the sculptor to destroy his monstrosity. He continues to tank the ooze, and eventually dies again, for good this time. The use is destroyed shortly after, but not before trying to hide in the corpse of the sculptor because it wasn't already terrible enough. I don't even know. I don't have words. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All because Vorn decided that he had to heal the sculptor. I mean, I've seen some real crazy combats, uh, but this is definitely up there. Definitely up there. Absolutely. Just with Absolutely. like sheer like party fuckery, uh, <laughs> well, like and, and un- unexpected. I mean, we literally thought we were gonna. I, I was a hundred percent sure Varnak was gonna die. Yeah, Varnak and I thought Varnak and Daru were dead, and Vorn and Plum were gonna run away. I thought we were all gonna die. I thought it was a party wipe. Hey, I've said this before. Sometimes the dice tell a better story than what we could have come up with. And I think this is just the perfect example of that. Take it back, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Because I don't have to role play redeeming this guy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like checking up on him every week to make sure he's doing all right. (laughs) Been to your AA meetings? (laughs) Yeah. Your VA meetings? Villains uh, Anonymous? Alchemist Anonymous? Alchemist Anonymous? I like how that's your positive from this. Not that you killed the monstrosity. But that you don't have to go check in on the sculptor. So I'm going to go around and uh, treat wounds people. So you guys hang out in the torture chamber and heal each other for 50 minutes until everybody's back up to full. Plum cleaned everyone, except for Vorn. Plum used prestidigitation to clean everybody except for Vorn because Vorn, why? I was rolling around in the blood. Right, right. Blood of your fallen enemies, right? He's my friend. (laughs) And, And one of my fallen enemies. He was your neutral. Let's be fair. He was your indifferent. I knew him. He was named Sculptor. <laughs> he made the ooze thing. After the time has taken here, um, what do you all do? I mean, yeah, loot. Loot. All right, let's talk about what the Sculptor had on him. Aside from some of the alchemical items that he had, here's the funny thing. He used nearly all of the prepared potions that he had. That's that's what I was thinking. He, since he lived so long, he probably used everything he was carrying. Yeah, he, he used nearly all of the alchemical items he was carrying. The only things he didn't use is there is one moderate frost vial that he has left. Aside from that, he has another potion that's something that you don't know what it is. It's unidentifiable. Um, crafting the what did we figure out on that again? 26 athletics check? That does nothing. You jump really high. Hey guys, look what I can do. Warren, what do you get in your crafting check to identify that? 25. 25, okay. Um, this is a lesser 
Bomber's Eye elixir. More specifically, this tincture lets you pinpoint your foes. For the next five minutes, your alchemical bomb strikes reduce the circumstance bonus to AC your targets gain from cover. Reduce your target's circumstance bonus by one. So since there's no alchemists in the group, the most important piece of information about this is that it's worth 14 gold. Fantastic. Let's be honest. The eyepieces, or the goggles, are in fact a magical item. Uh, Knowledge Arcane? Uh, yes. I roll a one. I get a seven. Plum I do not understand. No fucking idea what this is. Magical glasses. Uh, so don't forget the rules on... I know I bring that up like every time, but... It takes ten minutes. Well, it takes ten minutes, and if you like critically fail, you get like wrong information or something like that. Fuck, that's right. Gosh, that means X-ray glasses. Every identify roll is a secret roll now? Fuck that shit. Fuck secret rolls. I know you hate them, David. It says you misidentify the magic as something else of the GM's choice. That sounds like a lot of work, right? And it now. does it does say it's secret. House rule? House rule. Yeah, I don't like this. And this is just okay. This is specifically because I don't as GM playing through fantasy grounds. I don't like that though if the whole idea is that the misinformation is supposed to take the players by surprise. When I share an item with the group, they get the full written up, this is what this item does in the description. So they can look at everything. Of course, you could, I, you know, you guys at home can do this however you want to do it. Around a table, I can see this being much easier. But if I were to prepare a piece of misinformation for every single magical item that you guys came across, that is a lot of extra work, I guess, on my part. You, yeah, know? you can't really do it on the fly. Oh, hey, you rolled. Uh, give me a couple minutes. Yeah, right give me five there. minutes, <laughs> and I'll let you know what it does, which basically ruins the whole thing anyways. So I'm going to say, you know, you guys do this at home the way you want to. Technically, every identify role should be a secret role for the rest of this podcast here moving forward. Identify roles are going to be made publicly, and the misinformation doesn't happen. Honestly, for me, I feel like, and I've felt like this for, you know, first edition and other systems, is identify, just, it's a formality. You're going to figure out what it is eventually. Why bother? Unless it's like a, a really special item. Then be like, sorry, you don't know what this is. Unless it's a cursed item as well. True. Well, Which yeah, means you have item. to have a precedent. That's the thing that's weird about it. Like, I don't disagree with you, and for most of the time, I hand wave identification. Exactly. You just it, sure you know it. Sure. Yeah, you know what it is. But in in the regards of you know, if suddenly I don't hand wave identifying a cursed item, you're automatically going to be suspicious of it, right? I mean, most cursed items actually, when you identify them, yeah, they don't show tell up you that they yeah. are cursed. Yeah, they show up as something different. I mean, generally, you still you just think it's a regular item of that type. You don't realize that right. it's a cursed version of it until yep. later on. Until all of a sudden, you can't take it off. But in regards to where we're at right now, Plum fails to identify the item. Aside from that, the sculptor holds an orc knuckle dagger and studded leather armor. Boring. 
Let's search the rest of this dungeon. <laughs> yep. Moving on. If you guys were to look around, there's a couple of things that become apparently obvious right away. On the far western wall of this torture chamber that you're in, there is a piece of paper that is pinned to the wall. Is it but covered in blood? It, it well, yeah, well, now it is. It may not have been before, but I squeegee the blood off of it and see if I can still read it. <laughs> well, yes, you can still read it. It's not a note, moreover, as it is a map. Does this one look like a vagina as well? This one doesn't look like a vagina. Thankfully. The other one, one only vaguely maybe looks like a vagina based on <laughs> descriptions, David. <laughs> it was a dark cave. It was moist. It had a two, it had a V-shaped. It was a vagina. So this map seems to lead. If anybody can do it, what's decipher writing? I have scribing lore. I don't know if scribing lore would fall under this. I would think if it's a map, you'd want survival. Survivor, survival makes sense. Society would make sense too. Society has a check or an action called decipher writing. Oh, where's Micklick? Our diplomatic goblin. Uh, I hate you guys. All right, let's say this. I, I'll, I'll give it to you just because you guys have become more familiar with the area. Uh, this looks like a map that goes from. Hallad's Lair to a place called Spite's Cradle. I was going to say, it's just about 20 miles west of Etrin's Folly at Damn. the foothills of the Five Kings Mountains. Wow. Well, I think that's where we're heading next. I think we need to search this place to see if we can find if there was a place where shit was being dumped into the spring, like the, the underground stream. I want to see if we can figure that out before we leave here. It well, might okay. not be here, but I want to look for it. While you do that, I'm going to take the sculptor's dead body and go and drag it and put it out to sea in that fucking disgusting little puddle near the entrance that was like dissolving <laughs> shit. I'm going to go toss him in there. Borns never had to bury a friend before Micklick, and now he's just making a habit of taking dead friends and putting them in bodies of liquid. Looking at the map, is there still a path to the right that we haven't been to? Oh, you're talking about the map, uh, like, not the map you found, but the actual battle map that we had? Right. Yep, there's a space to the right. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess we're going to be going there. Yep, you will be. Do we rest first so we can officially level up? You don't need it because it's really obvious, even from just the alchemy lab, you can it's see into the bathroom. It looks like a storage <laughs> cave or a storage area of some kind. I searched the storage area. You get a 26. Uh, a 26? So this area is used primarily for storage of alchemical gear and reagents. Most of the barrels and crates in here are quite old, uh, but the gear and equipment in the laboratory is of the same style and make and looks like it may have once been stored here. So everything that you see out in the uh, lab where the first uh, orc alchemists you ran across they stored their reagents and their gear at this location in this little storage cave off to the side. You would probably say that roughly the value of all the reagents in here would be about 50 gold to the right buyer. I'm writing it down, man. I'm right. This is going with the Halidord. This is going to be one of those got to come back. This is with like a, a day away. <laughs> We're getting this shit. 
We're buying the goddamn Miklik ship. It's happening. Stop trying to stop this. We're already pirates. Get over it. <laughs> it's done. The equipment here is quite old, but it's also valuable to the right buyer. There's a lot of uh, solid alchemical reagents in here. Um, but that's pretty much all that's in this separate storage cave. There's no more, aside from the pinned map in that torture chamber that you guys fought the sculptor and the blood ooze in. However, in the room before that chamber where you first encountered the sculptor, there are stacks and stacks of notes left behind by the sculptor. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Oh, so many stacks. <laughs> so is that a perception, or what do we need to roll to like, sift through all those? <laughs> uh, if you're going to take the time to look through them, it might take you a couple of hours. But the, immor- the important thing is is that it's all written in Orcish. Well, fuck that. I'm out. Yeah, I ain't reading that. Yeah, I know Orcish. I don't know if I know how to read, though. <laughs> or that you would take the time to do it? I will try and sound out the words to Vorn, and he can tell me what it says. Just butcher it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I have, think, I have to think about this. You, you gotta love self-imposed uh, negatives. It's a thing everybody in this group has done. I usually throw up. That's, <laughs> that's actually Spencer's thing, like Spencer yeah, himself. Spencer. So. <laughs> <laughs> that just always leaks into all of his characters. I think we'll take the notes. We might not be able to figure them out right now. I think Vorn and Plum can probably sit down. We'll probably have to spend a few afternoons figuring out what this says between the two of us. Or No, no we're not going to find a translator in town. Um, I do want to... Well, yeah. Is there anything else we find of interest in this room? Uh, aside, aside from the notes that you currently can't read, not really. And... We didn't seem to find anything that would indicate how that nasty shit, blight shit, was getting into the water from here. Uh, not from the cave system. Give me a nature check. I can do that. Varnak gets an 18. I only get a 10. Uh, Varnak would know, based on what you found in this area so far, the uh, bubbling pit that you came across right away is most likely the source of the water contamination. There's nothing in the cave that you've come across here that looks like it's leaking into or getting into the groundwater system. It's very likely that bubbling pit. That bubbling pit. Yeah, the one is what's uh, causing the issues in the water system, the underground water aquifer. Can I tell, like, if they were dumping something into it that was causing it? Or if it's, like, will just naturally stop itself? Or, um, like, were they doing something to it? It doesn't look natural. That's that's one thing you can say for sure. But you can't tell what they were dumping in it or anything like that. Or if they were, the only thing you can say is that this pit is not natural. We talked about the pit that I dumped the sculptor's body into. Yeah, that one. Yes. Oops. Which does absolutely dissolve the body in a few rounds. So, oddly fitting funeral for the sculptor. Aside from that, and what you found already, you feel like there's a lot of solid information in these notes, but not being able to take the time to read them right now is going to limit what you would know what you would know 
yeah. about this area. I think we're gonna head back to uh, Nawala. Let her know yeah, what. Maybe she knows Orcish. Yeah, or at least let her know what went down, and then take things from there. So you guys end up leaving the pen to go back out to Nawala. You guys make it back out to the uh, to the blight area. It does take about an hour of walking back to get uh, to the area outside of the blight. But Varnak's able to take you there through the game trails, splorching through the plant matter on the ground. You encounter Nawala. How did it go? Very, Fucking very gross. strangely. Gross? Strangely? Our friend only died. Our friend died. Well, a friend died, but you're all here. I don't understand. The other dude that was with us, he died. Other dude with you? I'm confused. Yep. Plum, can you explain what he means? I do so. It's it's Vorn. Don't worry about him. <laughs> My, you healed the enemy and turned him to your cause. Something like that. Only to have him die by his own creation. It's rather poetic, Magic. I think. Ah. It seems like some interesting form of poetic justice there. This is very disturbing news. This bubbling pit that you tell me about is uh, greatly disturbing. This must be the source. Maybe Varnak already knew, but if he didn't, he'd ask her if she speaks Orcish. Uh, I mean, it's possible, it's possible Varnak would have already known that. Side note, I did decide that Vorn doesn't know how to read Orcish. He knows how to speak it, doesn't know how, how to, to read, read it. it. His parents abandoned him before they taught him how to read. I mean, obviously that's all what we'd already decided that you were going to do, because yeah. we were Side proceeding note, as if... Confirming he doesn't know how to read it. I don't actually have a stat block for Noala. I would think she probably would not speak Orcish. No, I can't imagine. I mean, based on her previous experience, it would make sense that Noala, being an elf, obviously speaks common elven. But as far as, like, past experience, if she were to speak any other language, it would probably end up being goblin. So I'm going to say no. Noala does not know Orcish. Well, I think we should head back to town and at least rest up recuperate a little bit before we decide where we want to go. Besides, that's where Hallett's place is if we're going to follow this map to fucking Spite's Cradle. Maybe yeah, there's the, a uh, down. The leader, the, the new caravan leader is a half-orc, is not Oh, she? yeah, Temley. Yeah, that's what we do. We're going to head back to town and talk to Temley. So you guys end up traveling back to town? Okay. Well... Yeah, obviously resting when we have to. You gotta drink, you know, for our lost companion. <laughs> I would say... Like, Vorn needs a reason. He was... Uh, two-day bender. <laughs> he was neutral to us. He wasn't even a friend. <laughs> neutral. <laughs> Close enough, man. Nuala looks concerned. So it seems to me that although this location may be the source of what's poisoning the waters, the underground waters, I don't... There still seems to be some other force at work here why this map you must let me know what you discover from these stacks of papers that you've taken from here written in orcish do you know somebody who speaks orcish yes Temley, the uh new caravan leader she speaks orcish ah well she's a half-orc anyways so we assume. well yes we could make an assumption perhaps she doesn't shall find out then shall we let's return to town varnak Yes? I will not be returning to the city. How close are you going to get before you split off? 
I'll split off a few miles north. I must stay and protect the forests. Although you may have discovered the source of this blight and may have killed the creatures who were dumping the alchemical concoctions into the land, the forest still has much recovery to do. Yes, there will still be creatures that need to be dealt with. Of course. Will you accompany these three to see if you can find not the source of the blights, but moreover the source of whomever directed these creatures? There seems to be somebody else. This Spite's Cradle you speak of. I've never been this far west before. So I don't, I am not familiar with this, but the map should take you there based on what I see. I don't believe that I trust leaving this motive uncovered, but I still must protect the forest. Will you help Plum and Vaughn and Daru see this to the end? Yes, I, like you say, I, I feel now we need to see this through if we are going to truly protect Etrin's Folly. We must discover who this V is, and if it is truly the daughter of the old alchemist. Then let us return, and I will split from you roughly halfway through the trip back. You know where you can find me, though, Varnak? Yes. Hopefully please, we'll see you again. <laughs> please let me know once you've finished this task. Will do. Well, oh, also, I, I call Roxy to me once I realize that I'm not dead. <laughs> so you guys, you guys had uh, leveled up. You guys are, in fact, level three now. And we've talked about this a little bit. Um, but for the listeners, this is a level one to four adventure. However, it is meant more as a launching point into either uh, another written venture that you could work it into. Technically, you could work this into like Age of Ashes if you wanted to, um, or your own homebrew game. Uh, however, for our purposes, we will be ending after Fall of Plaguestone. And uh, yeah, level four happens at the end of the adventure. So this is max level four, our party. And our intrepid adventurers are, they've peaked as non-pirates. <laughs> so, just you wait. Just you, wait. <laughs> you know what's so great about level four? You can say it like this, level far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> Don't, please. <laughs> So you guys, I'll just kind of set the scene for you here. You guys uh, come back from the pen. You've separated from Nawala just outside of town, and you make your way back into Etron's Folly. I would say, did you guys go right in the morning to the pen? I feel like you did. Yeah, because we, we camped like right outside the main blight. That's right. And then Waited. basically we, we walked right in. Yeah, I would like, say All that. of that happened in like one rest period. Yeah, that was a lot. We, that was a lot of combat for one rest. Yeah, period. we fought outside the wall, then inside the pen, and then the sculptor and his ooze, all without like any major rest. <laughs> so you know, I I like that though. It, I like that so much better, story continuity wise than, okay, we need a rest. Let's leave, sleep overnight. We go back, then we have a combat, use all of our resources, then we leave. And we sleep overnight. Makes it much more believable. 
So then if that's the case, by the time you guys would have left the pen or left the blighted area, I'd suspect to be around noon. It is roughly a day's travel to get back. So you would have to camp on your way back. And I'd say you'd get, you probably would return roughly midday back to Etrin's Folly. What does the party want to do? Um, I think we need to go talk to the caravan leader. The orc. He's a half orc and probably knows orcish. Temly. Do we really want to jump? Do we really want to jump right into action? Do we want to maybe take a little rest first? Maybe go to the pub, the the whatever it's called, the feed mill, have a drink and some food, some fucking beet stew, drink. That's Born's what I been can. like forty eight hours without booze. Yeah, I'm going to straight to the feed mill. Yeah, I'm I'm going with him just to keep an eye on him. I that's what that's going to be my story at least. <laughs> Varnag wants to keep going, but seeing the rest of the party does <laughs> wants to go have a drink, he's like, well, might as well go with them. Sorry, Varnak, you're in the wrong party. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make it back, uh, get into the feed mill. Temley and the caravan guard, they are outside, you know, in the, the some of the area outside the feed mill. Um, they're still kind of milling about there. Temley, when she sees you all, she goes and waves to flag you down, and she kind of jogs over. Ah, you're back. How did it go? Well, we're n- none of us are dead, so it could have been worse. That's good. That's very good. What did you find? Blood. A blood monster. <laughs> blood monster? Yeah, it's pretty gross, dude. There's a stone Man. horse, too. Stone horse? Yeah, here's some of its poop. I reached oh, my pocket, pulled some of the, the little rocks. These are rocks. It's horse, stone horse poop. She drops it on the ground. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it's actually true. That's uh, well scat. You all look very uh, tired from your travels. Right, we were planning on getting drunk and having some food and having some rest, and then maybe tomorrow we'll we'll continue on. At least that's what I was thinking. I see. Okay. Well, then rest up. We'll be here. Let me know what you found when you're ready to share it. I'm just glad to see that you're all safe, as opposed to the last time you left and came back. Oh, it's very kind of you. Well, good luck. I'll be with the I'll be with the wagons. She turns and heads the other direction. Real quick, before I go into the feed mill, I am going to go up into the hayloft and grab another thing of Keonan wine, because I don't want to drink the beet shit. Rah, wine? Roxy. Ah, good old Roxy. Bobs her head up and down. She's excited to be back in town. Don't worry, girl. We'll be back out onto the sea soon. Just gonna finish things up here. As you all start uh, coming up, you actually, uh, you see down the way, uh, Delma is pushing Targan, her elderly father, the mayor. Oh, my old friend. Up the dirt path. Delma sees you all, and she she waves heartily. Targan just kind of harumph, harumphs, Sounds and right. uh, the crotchety old bastard. He looks he looks over at Daru and says, "You're too good to take me for walks, huh?" Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. He looks I've a little he looks a little disappointed. Oh, he misses me. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like the sun he never had. <laughs> Delma will uh, will welcome you all. Ah, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, and it is everybody who's back this time. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, much. Very, very. Um, let me go put my father uh, to lunch. 
Uh, please, come. Come inside. Come inside. She pushes him inside to the feed mill. And uh, she rolls him up to a table. And they have wheelchair access here? Uh, it's, it's her dad. So yeah, very, I would say, very yeah. Progressive. <laughs> she has very a, progressive. She has a ramp. <laughs> it's her father. And it was his place. So Makes sense. So probably, she'll, probably the only place in town that does. Yeah, that, I, that I, in Targan's house, but yes, yes. I make a point of sitting at the table farthest away from Targan. <laughs> I'll go sit with the old man. <sighs> what man? What is the name of the place we're th- going? The Spites Cove or something? Spites Cradle. Spites Cradle. This is the name that's on the map. Maybe the old man knows something about Sp- Spites Cradle. All right, making good points. Fine, I go sit with Daru and Targan. <laughs> so you guys are going to the feed mill. She's got a, a low fire. Is at the hearth. It's in the middle of the day, so all the farmers are still working the fields right now. It's very, very quiet. Uh, Targan likes it that way. As you uh, get inside, Delma kind of pushes her father up to the table and says, "I'll be right back. I'll be right back." Uh, she goes and walks into the kitchen real quick, and you hear her chatting with Amora back there. She comes back out, and she says, I'm assuming you're all hungry, yes? I'd I, I, I take food. Lunch. We'll do lunch then, yes. So she, Amora, the uh, the adventurers are back. We'll need four lunches for them, and one for my father, please. Is that just that turnip sauce? Uh, mashed turnips. <laughs> Does he have tea? Born to eat that. He's got to take he's got to take his wooden teeth out first. But uh, when she, after she goes and tells Amora, she comes back and she just goes, "It's very nice to see you all have returned. Have you found anything of note? You speak Orcish? No. Oh. I can imagine Tenley does, though. Although that's terribly racist of me to say. I'm not entirely certain if she does. I'm just assuming that she does. We were hoping." Targan, he's kind of like, he's bobbing for apples, his head's like going up and down. <laughs> he's taking a nap at the table. Well, when he's awake, I guess we'll ask him about Spite's Cradle. In the meantime, I eat and get drunk. Delma will come back, she'll bring everybody who wants the turnip ale. She kind of raises an eyebrow at the bottle of Keonan that you brought in and just goes, oh. I see you found yourself some fine wine. Yes, yes, I did. That's good. D- didn't you see the sign outside? It says oh, no outside f- food or drink. <laughs> There's a corking fee. I take a gold, a full gold, <laughs> from my inventory, and I place it on the table, and I say, "Just remember, gold is worth even more now than I know. it used to be." So. I know. That's what I'm making a point of it. A full gold, and I put it on the table. And I say, I really like my wine. Well then, she grabs the gold off the table. Okay, wonderful. Vaughn, would you like some of the uh, turnip ale? Yeah, I'll drink his too. Wonderful, I'll be right back. Daru? Uh, I'm good. I'm sick of turnips, I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm. Wow, you're all very offensive today. (laughs) What if it's really good? What if, what if... I've had it, it's not. You have? (laughs) No, I've never actually had it in real life. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, what if... IRL turnip beer is amazing, and everybody should be drinking that rather than. Comes like the new hipster cider. <laughs> you know, it might be worth a try. I'm gonna I mean, find out not? now. I'm gonna see if I can get some turnip ale somewhere and try it out. Barnacle uh, just order an, uh, a tea. 
Okay, she'll get some tea brewed up for you. If she comes back with your drink, she just goes, uh, you know, I, I haven't really... I've been surprised, but you do know that my establishment doubles as a general store. Have you taken a look at my general store stock before? No. I do have some alchemical items, some things you might find useful. Do you buy alchemical items? <laughs> not generally. I mean, I'd be willing to give you a price for it. It'd probably not be what you would expect from a larger city, since I don't have much use for them here. In fact, I brought it up mostly to get rid of the alchemical stock that I have. I will absolutely go take a look at all of that when I'm sober. Yeah, she, she just dropped her, your drink off to you. I don't, I don't oh. have any fucking money, so... I was going to say, you like drunk well, before she even gets back with no. the drinks? How long is it going to take for, for lunch? I uh, do you know, like a, a half an hour or so to Fine. prepare it. I'll, I'll spend a half an hour and go look at her look at her shop. <laughs> she has Because I know a plot hook when I hear one. She probably has at least one of all of the first level alchemical, alchemical items. So like a uh, you know, lesser al- acid flask or a lesser alchemist fire, maybe an antidote, lesser anti-plague, that sort of thing. She doesn't have any poisons. I'd yes, just I like just... to say, I'm, so, I'm sorry, this is rude. The guy described it as drinking the water from a sauerkraut jar. Oh, really? Uh, uh, salt. Uh, oh, God. Drinking the uh, juice out of a jar of sauerkraut after mixing in a few tablespoons of salt. Is <laughs> how he oh, describes this No, drink. thanks. Oh, no, thanks. That sounds terrible. Dude, I love sauerkraut, and that sounds fucking disgusting. Let's continue the podcast. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you looked that up because now I know not to try it. I was curious before, but I am no longer. Like I'm still curious, <laughs> but I'm less likely to go out and pursue this now. <laughs> you had my curiosity, and now you have my disinterest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I don't need any of that. I, I, I don't need any of these things, except for maybe a healing potion. Or maybe I should actually look and see if there's anything that's interesting. I was going to say, we have four elixirs of life that we have not even, like, handed out yet. I'm taking one. Right now, I'm writing it in my inventory. A lesser or minors? Minor. Minor, I'll, okay. I'll take one. I think, one. I think we should each get one of those. I'll tell you what, Plum. You've been giving me some very good business over this last week. And to be honest, the whole caravan staying has been giving me good business. It seems... It's unfortunate that you've had to stay behind, but I have been pulling in some good coin. I would be willing to buy any alchemical items that you have. However, I don't find much use for them here. I'll buy them at a quarter cost. Do we even have anything to sell? It's a flask, like, fire shit shit. Here's something. I'm going to ask her. Oh, we do actually have quite a few. Uh, I am going to ask her if she has a comprehension elixir. It is a the second level item it looks like a lesser comprehension elixir would give me the ability to read any language for one minute hmm. then we wouldn't have to deal fast. with Emily I say I hope you read fast <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you Tyler to David there's a lot of material here you would be very hard pressed to read it all within no. a minute never mind then also she doesn't have one of those that's fair I mean, unless there's something we want to buy, I don't see the point in selling and like even worrying about it. Hold on to it. It's it's all going into the hoard that we're taking to wherever to sell to buy a ship. She does have all of the zero level items that are in the core for sure. 
zero level items. Correct. Take a look at those. multiple, multiple of each of the. She has uh, a larger stock of the zero level items, but as far as first level items are concerned, so especially the alchemical items as well. We haven't had one of them chemist witches in town for quite some time, so... What do you know about those girls? The chemist that we had was believed to start the plague. The mother or the daughter? Mother or daughter? No, Silwith. Now there's two people that started the plague? No, just the one. Yeah, Silwith was the mother. Okay, the Ven- Venery or something like that was the daughter. Oh, you owe Vilri. 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 Was close. Um, I don't know what happened to her, actually. Yeah, I got the feeling we're gonna find out. What makes you say that? That was clearly not in the. In Maybe the, I uh... got you <laughs> Okay, never mind then. Well, I'm it, sorry. Did you say something, Plum? I mean, realistically, it could no. be because we do have we do have the suspicion that this V is Vilri, and that she could possibly be at Spite's cradle. That is I mean, our, our characters have that info. That would seem to make sense. We know that somebody named V is behind this, was working with Hallid and Bort. And we know that, yeah. that Vilri existed and was like cast out. And is probably angry at this stupid town. It's probably trying to curse it forever as vengeance. And and her mom was an alchemist, which means she probably was, is. Yeah. And everything we fucking dealt with is goddamn alchemy bullshit. I continue to eat and get drunk and whatever. The next morning I'll go talk to Tamley. We'll deal with the rest of this. Tonight is a night of fun. We are recovering from our multiple near-death experiences and I'm going to have nightmares about that blood ooze for a very long time. Except Varnak's not drinking, so he will talk to uh... fuck, I forgot his name. The old man. The old man. What's the old man's name? I definitely have CTE now. Daru has CTE. You're going to Aaron Hernandez this shit. <laughs> when his uh, turnip pudding mush ends up coming out and getting delivered, you guys get some uh, small game hens that are roasted in rosemary. Some, of course, roasted turnips on the side. When he starts eating, he just goes, Ugh. he looks over at the, uh, the wild game and he just goes, <sighs> that looks good. And then he starts spooning the mush into his mouth. He looks really depressed about it. I mean, if you had to live here your whole life and eat this every day, you would be too. I'm depressed just thinking about it. Yeah, ever since we learned what sorghum juice really is. <laughs> very depressing. Yeah, while well, he's eating Varnacle, uh... So, Targan, have you, uh... Ever heard of Spite's Cradle before? Eh, Spite's Cradle? Nah, never heard of it. Well, we're done with this guy. Oh, that's too bad. No, never heard of it. Yeah, Why? Uh, Why do you ask? Well, we uh, found this sounds map. Like a, sounds like a stupid name that a stupid teenager would name something. It's possible. I don't know who named it. All I know is, it's, according to the map that we found, it's called Spice Cradle. Yeah, map? Yeah, we found a map, right? It was a map, or was it just a, or was it, was it a map, or was it just like a like a listing of how to get there? Map. Yeah, we got this map. I don't know who's got the map, but I know the map. Here you go. I yeah. have the map. Oh, look at that. Uh, he squints at it. Well, did you say it was like 20 miles away or something like that? Yeah, by the by the, at the foot of the Five Kings Mountains. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. It goes back to eating. Thanks for the help. Put the map away. <laughs> Target, do you know anybody 
in town that might know more about the Five Kings Mountains. About the Five Kings Mountains? Or near the Five Kings Mountains, anywhere that's been that down that way. Eh, if I don't know what it is, it's doubtful that anybody else in town knows what it is. I know everything about this town. Oh, that's right, the Five Kings Mountains, not this town. Uh, I don't know, you could ask around. I've never heard of it. No, I've heard of the mountains, obviously. It's not this Spite's Cradle. Stupid name. Did I say that? It's a stupid name. It is a stupid name. Yeah. Yeah. I like this guy. Charming. I, uh, go back to drinking my tea. <laughs> I, I, I just ignore him and I continue to eat and drink and have good conversation with my friends, hopefully. At least, at least with Vor. He's fun. Before going birth passes out. He's got to be getting his tolerance up now. He's been hardcore drinking for like, what, four days now? Yeah, Maybe but then he was sober for like two days. I know. He's got to catch up. <laughs> Get back to training. <laughs> so um, am I hearing fast forward to the morning from you guys here? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Unless anything else important happens. I don't think we're going to cause anything important to happen. As you guys uh, are going on through the day, drinking, talking about... You know, what happened, uh, maybe telling each other some stories about your past. Then after the the dinner hour, all of the, uh, you know, farmers will start milling in, you know, get drinking again. Um, more than a handful of them, as the night goes on, kind of look at you and are, are a little wary of you. Most people are seeming very wary of Vorn. Vorn, you kind of, you notice a guy that looks really familiar from maybe the first night that you were here. He makes eye contact with you, and uh, as soon as you look at him, he uh, starts back and rushes back to the back of the bar and you think to yourself, why would he be so oh, that's the guy I zapped during the bar fight he said, does he have any uh, black marks where he was burned from lightning yeah, exactly he, he, he sticks to the back and he, he keeps his eyes downcast, he doesn't want to look at you even the twins are in here too Ulf and Ulf dicing with uh, Elam, Farmer Elam again and getting rowdy in the back corner, bar fight 2.0 yeah, let's do it Let's do no. Uh, <laughs> as you as you guys are going through, it gets a little bit later, and uh, about oh gosh, I would say you know maybe nine, ten o'clock. Everybody, give me a perception check. Good way to start the night. I roll a natural one. I get, get a twelve. I roll a three. Literally my highest plus, and I roll a natural one. Yeah, I got a fourteen. No, you all sucked on that one. Yeah. Yep. We don't notice shit. <laughs> Nope, y'all are y'all are wrapped up in the night, and uh, what's really annoying is I was about to say that you know Varnick does isn't drinking, so he kind of keeps his wits about him and keeps an eye on everybody, and apparently he doesn't. Everybody's super <laughs> distracting. It's hard to keep an eye on everybody when they're being so loud. The night goes by really smoothly for you guys. Vorn gets drunk. Varnak sits and watches. Plum feeds Roxy some wine out of his hand. For sure. And uh, Daru, what do you do when everybody gets and everybody's hanging out? You drink with everybody? I'm literally like falling asleep at the table. Drinking that sauerkraut water? Dude, could you imagine how my body's been through so much beating? That's true. <laughs> like, I don't care who you are, I need sleep. <laughs> when I heard alcohol, I was like, no, I need a fucking massage. <laughs> so I could imagine I'm hardly even staying awake. So after, after you know, some time. Uh, the night the night comes to a close. 
I would imagine Daru would end up going first. Probably, I would imagine maybe when the farmers start rolling in, unless you say otherwise. That sounds great. Going to bed early. I mean, I probably shouldn't sleep. I probably have like two or three concussions, but <laughs> I don't know that in Galaria, so. No. <laughs> Magical healing and shit. Yeah, I think I think we go to bed, and that's probably it for the night. Yeah, unless something like happens. No, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy happens. Nothing crazy at all. Just a normal, quiet night in Etrin's Folly. You all wake up the next morning. Vorn, you feel less hungover than you have since you started uh, coming into this big city. What do you all decide to do in the morning? When I eventually roll out of bed, I'm thinking at least 1 p.m. We'll probably go grab the paperwork, gather everybody up, have a big, hearty, fried breakfast, even though it's lunchtime, and then... Maybe roundabouts three to four p.m. I think we'll I was gonna say they don't got no fucking breakfast for you at one p.m. I give her another gold and say, "Make me some." <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. If you don't get out of bed till one p.m., Varnak will be done talking to what's her face, <laughs> Emily. Honestly, yeah, it's probably accurate. If you have the paperwork anyway, because Plum's probably not carrying it, I would say Plum sleeps through. <laughs> Varnak's interaction with Temley. Vorn's going to go work on his bearskin uh, cloak. Varnak, what do you do in the morning? Well, he's not really used to being in town, and I realize you keep saying that the, the inn is just like a big room above the, the stables. Yeah. But to him, that's more than he normally has. I mean, he normally, I mean, he, just being in town is weird to him. He sure. stays out in the woods. So, yeah, I mean, so having like this like physical like wood boards around him and stuff like that just it's kind of weird so that's part of why he doesn't sleep very well he gets up pretty early but he normally gets up pretty early in anyways but yeah he's really not sure what to do because normally he would yeah go out make some rounds maybe and then cook himself some breakfast and since he's already at a place that makes breakfast and he would feel incredibly rude bringing food into a place that makes food he, he'll just go downstairs and have some breakfast okay well delma would delma would greet you ah hello vonak how are you oh not too bad oh good good would you like some breakfast yes i will definitely take some breakfast will the other three be coming down soon uh i don't know oh okay. i did not wake them up we'll wait for them then yeah i'm not sure you should oh oh, oh okay <laughs> sure sure they, I mean, they, they the did other, stay up pretty late at least two of them were up pretty late i don't know about daru but the other two, I don't know. I don't know when they're getting up. I will have something ready for you soon. Thank you. She goes back and has Amora start cooking up. Uh, maybe get some morning coffee and things like that rolling for you. Yeah, just some like really simple black coffee because that's what you would drink that or in tea out on the out in the woods. You wouldn't have anything fancy. So uh, she'll come and she'll bring you the breakfast and bring you the coffee and. Uh, and so, what's the plan now, Varnak? Well, I mean, as we mentioned, we kind of need to find someone that can read these documents for us. We we, we don't know what they say. No, oh, you have some documents, do you? Yeah, we found some documents in Orkish. And... Oh, that's why you were asking me if I spoke Orkish yesterday. Yes, that would be why. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I don't recognize. And we've got this map to some place called Spite's Cradle, and... Ooh, can I see? Uh, Sure. I'll pull it out. I was like, we were talking to your father, and he didn't have any idea what it was or where it was, and he thought it was a really stupid name too. 
Uh, so she 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 looks at the map and she just kind of sidles up next to you at the table. She seems really excited. She like she wants to be involved. Really odd. Coming from Hallad's place, I see. Yeah, I have to hmm. assume that that's he got the contraband from Ort, and then uh, for this took, V character, and probably took it along this path to bring it to this V person. But wait, I thought you said that that it was left in some stump somewhere. Well, the payment was in the stump. I don't know if that's where they exchange stuff, I guess. Oh. Hmm. It would seem to me if the payment would be in the stump that he'd put the alchemical, the alchemical reagents in the stump, too. Yeah, it is possible. And this map did not come from Hallad. It came from... I don't even know what the hell to call it. Came from what? Came from, from the some... paperwork's in Orcish, you said? Were there orcs in the woods? There were orcs in the woods. My, orcs in the they woods. They were doing a bunch of weird experiments on animals there was a stone horse what a stone horse that's a leopard that was on fire that the druid killed oh that's sad almost like you shouldn't have done that i i I agree but (laughs) you guys see him just head flicking (laughs) us off in the background (laughs) yeah i walked away for like two minutes and when i came back it was dead Uh, that's what you get for leaving these guys. <laughs> she goes down and she looks at it and she just goes, Will you tell me a little bit about this encounter that you had? Which one? Well, I mean, you have stacks of paperwork written in Orcish. Or it looks like some sort of, like, I don't, I don't know, formulas? I don't know alchemical uh, crafting at all. But, I mean, you look at these sheaves of paper that look like alchemical formulas. And and uh, obviously a, 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 an orc who's intelligent enough to be able to write these things down, and his hand is actually very very good. Interestingly, it might sound weird, but can I do a sense motive? What's sense motive? Mm, it's just perception. Is it just perception? Just she seems like she's like too happy about this. Okay, go ahead. Like, uh, well, thirteen for a total of twenty-three. Um, it seems like, I mean, I don't want to give you too much away with her motivations. You could probably ask her about her motivations, but uh, it doesn't seem sinister in any way. It just seems like general interest. You can kind of imagine what life in town is like, and this is easily the most exciting thing that's happened since the fucking plague. Yeah. She wants to be, so she wants to kind of like, be able to say she was part of solving this. Yeah. Which might, nice. you know, bring her some notoriety or... And she did kind of drag herself into this last time you guys were in town, too. Well, I mean, that's part of why I was like, you know, I just want to like get a feel for how she is. Because she's almost, like, acting too into it. Sure. You know, like, the bad guy that's, like, laughing as they <laughs> stand there and watch you do everything. Sure, sure. And, like, even interacting with you and you don't realize they're the bad person. That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, and the sense motive isn't gonna, the, you know, the perception check, she's not, it doesn't seem to be acting out of place necessarily, it's just, you know, a bit of excitement, and she sees herself in a position to be able to impose herself on your investigation, and she's doing absolutely just that. But not helping at all. Well, no. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll explain, Varnak will explain, there was a couple orcs outside in the pens, by the pens, where we fought them and the stone horse and some frozen rats and then after we killed them it's when the druid killed the fire leopard 
Then we went inside and there was two more orcs in there and they threw alchemical shit at us. Mostly at me. Very brave. I, was, I jumped up on a table. It looked awesome. Ooh. Failed miserably otherwise, but it looked oh, awesome. That's too bad. After that, shit went downhill. Ran into uh, another orc who was doing something to some poor guy and I thought if we interrupted the... He was like having his blood siphoned and then re-put back into his body, it looked like. Disgusting. Yeah, it was. And then Wait, I tried... I, a man? Yes. Did he have medium-length, light brown hair? Maybe darkly tanned, had an obvious farmer's tan, perhaps? Uh, retroactive perception check to know yeah, what go they ahead looked like? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> I get another 23. Fuck. You're rolling high on those. Um, I have a plus 10. That's so. true. It's kind of easy for you to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, I honestly do not remember what he looked like at all. I don't remember it was not, It him, was not a concern at that point in time. Yeah, it was, definitely wasn't a concern at that point in time, with, with without a doubt. But as she goes and starts describing uh, something and you confirm it, she just goes, Oh, poor, poor Pinto. Like the bean? Sorry, poor, poor Pindro. Oh, okay. Uh, he was a he was a farmer from just on the outskirts of town. He went missing uh, about a month ago. That explains where he went. That's very unfortunate. Uh, he's not missing anymore. Sorry. And orcs experimenting on animals and humans within a day's travel of town. Wow, that's very, very suspicious. Right at the edge of a day's travel. Oh, my. Well, I'm so glad that you took care of them, Varnak. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. For a while, I didn't think we were going to make it. It doesn't sound like you were going to. Luckily, uh, his own creation turned on him, and otherwise we would not have survived. Luckily for you. Very luckily for you. Well, it sounds like she kind of like points to the large sheaf of papers that you've got with all the orcish on it. She goes, it sounds like our best bet is to involve Temley here. Would you like me to go get her? Sure. Why not? Do, should, I, don't, I don't really know your relationship with uh, the other three, but is this something we should be doing without them? I don't know. I'm here to figure, I'm here to protect the town. I'm not really sure what their motivation is all the time. Oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad that you and Nawala are patrolling the forests outside of town. Uh, people say that Nawala has, serves no purpose and she doesn't really belong to the town, but I knew, I knew keeping her around and, and uh, uh, you know, being supportive of her was going to be useful. I'm very glad for you both. Daru, about this time, you would probably be waking up. Uh, my character's actually in a coma. Oh, like straight up coma? Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I'll wake up. Daru's dead. We'll roll up another third level character for you. After I mean, all dead, the attempts to die, you pass away silently <laughs> in your sleep <laughs> from massive head trauma and what a way to go. Bleeding. It's a new character named Urad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say unless I mean unless you do want to make it a point to bed rest for the day to recover. This would roughly be the time that you would wake up, but you can rest in bed for the day and just do full recovery if that's what you want to do. Heck yeah. Sudaro continues to sleep. Vorn and Plum are still passed the fuck out. What time in the morning is it? Uh, it's like 6.37. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's early. Oh, yeah, no yeah we're, we're like, talking I like... Can't, 
I, I, I love RP, but I can't RP a character that gets up early in the morning. Like, I just, I'm not going to be able to do it. That's too far outside of my comfort zone. You're <laughs> letting David leak into plumb there a little bit, right? I mean, as a, as an, a person who does enjoy RP and, and the characters that he plays, and also a person who likes to write, I think every character at least is a reflection of a piece of you. There's there's I a little agree. bit of you in every character you create. Well, yeah, uh, Varnax going alone here. <laughs> yeah, Varnax going alone here. Uh, Delmo, Delmo will... Uh, uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can go get Temley. Maybe she would like some breakfast this morning anyways. Uh, so Delma gets up and heads out the front door and starts walking. She's got a little spring in her step. She seems a little excited to be involved here. She maybe seems a little scandalized that it's just you and her. Um, and while she was going through it, like you know, looking at the map and sheafing through the leaflet, she might have you know gently touched you on the shoulder a couple of times, maybe getting a little flirty with Varnak. She likes the shorter bearded guys. <laughs> yeah. So she'll she'll come back, and Temley is Temley's an early riser herself. Uh, she's used to getting the caravan onto the road pretty early in the morning for days travel, and she'll come inside. She's talking to Del. She's talking to Delma on the way in. Delma's like. Uh, you found some very, very interesting things while he was out. I, I know you're not as familiar with Varnak as you always say Plum, but uh, Plum still seems to be sleeping, and uh, you know, we, we think that we could use your help now. Temley, Temley responds, oh, Okay, all right, uh, we could take a look at it. Let's take a look. She comes over and she just goes, Oh, wow. Don't generally find Orc written down. This is very good hand. It's actually kind of hard to read because the hand is so good. She I starts. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I don't. I know nothing about Orcish. So, and she starts sheafing through the papers here, and she goes, "Uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of the things I just don't understand in here. And not that I don't understand the 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 language, but this is intellectually over my head for the greatest part." If you think it'll help solve Bort's murder and help you discover where to go next and find out who this V, this nefarious V that we're searching for is, I'm willing to help. Well, I think we have an idea of where we need to go. We're just trying to get an idea of what to expect and what they were planning, what this big pit that was letting off pretty noxious fumes that were actually hurting anybody that stood too close to them. Really? Is it going to go away by itself? Is there something we need to do to make it go away? We're hoping somewhere in these notes there'll be some insight into that stuff. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, let me take a look and see what I can find. And um, if you can at least translate it, maybe we can find someone that's smarter than we are and <laughs> tell us what it all means. Well, yeah, let's take a look. She starts sifting through things. A couple at a couple of points, her eyes kind of go wide. But I will tell you that this is going to take her roughly four hours to get through the whole sheaf of paper. Plum might actually be up by then. <laughs> It'd be around noon by the time she gets done. Right about, probably. Somebody go get her some coffee. Oh, Delma's like, uh, oh yes, Tenley, I'll go get you some coffee real quick. And they sit down and they go through maybe two or three pots in the morning while they're going through it. Did, did Daru ever wake up? Daru decided he was going to bed rest for the day. Yeah. I might check Knocked on Daru and see how he is. six times. I, I go take a look at Daru and see if he's at least still breathing, breathing. or if he's awake. <laughs> I mean, like, if you, like, said something to me, I'd probably be like, Ugh. All right. 
Well, you you just rest, friend. You you had a trying day. He pulls a blanket over his head, <laughs> turns his back to you. Yeah, uh, I'll probably go down. Maybe Voyer and I we can go grab some some breakfast slash lunch at the feed mill. Get some coffee. Ah, Plum. Well, I'm glad to see you're finally awake. Got any fried food and coffee at all? It looks like you need some coffee. Yes, I'll I'll go get a Mora. I'll have her fix you up some some stuff. Vaughn, are you interested in some coffee and some breakfast foods as well? Uh, I'll take breakfast and ale. Okay, we can do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Delma kind of gets up off of the table and she goes back and lets Amora know that you're looking for some more, looking for some breakfast food. You hear from Amora, you hear from Amora in the back. I'm making lunch. Fine. Good. Yes. Sorry about that. She gets a little cranky, maybe, when she has put away her prepped meals and. Uh, but you're paying guests, paying guests. Please don't worry about it. I'll go make sure to you get some fresh coffee for you. I'll take a lunch too. Sure, I'm sure she'd be she'd be happy to make you one of those than breakfast. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say lunch too? Yeah, I'll take both. As in also? Yes. Ah, I see. Mm, okay. Amora, we want to get him some. Vaughn wants some lunch with his breakfast. Yes, I know that's a lot of food. No, he'll. Please do it. Thank you. The perfect time at the buffet. You gotta hit it just as they, just before they switch from breakfast. <laughs> get them both. <laughs> but uh, Delma will come back to the table with some coffee uh, and a mug of veil for Vorn. Um, Temley will look up and go, uh, "Plum, I think you should take a look at this with me." Well, can it can it wait for brunch? I suppose. Come on, Temley, sit down and take a rest. Come on, have have some brunch with us. Uh, I I already had breakfast. I'm getting ready for lunch now, thank you. Well, you know, breakfast food's good anytime. I'm going to go make sure that everybody in the caravan is settled and it's doing good. Uh, People are still a little ruffled after Bort's death, but... uh, Understandable. I'll go check on them, you eat your food, and I'll be right back. I'll come see you soon. No, I'll come back to you. Oh, okay. Because it has to do with these papers here. Right. Ah, yes, yes, yes. The papers are just spread out all over the table. I'll try not to get any grease on them. No, you go sit at a different table. Okay. Thank you. She goes off and heads out. Delma comes back after a few minutes with with the food. Back from the kitchen. Ah, Plum, you've missed some very exciting morning. I don't really know exactly what's been happening. Temley's just been kind of muttering and reading to herself, but you've brought us some very interesting things. Delma, can I let you in on a secret? What's that? I never know what's happening. Oh, well, hopefully Temley can let you know what's happening. I guess that's the plan. Temley, your name's Delma. Oh, yes, sorry. Tyler got a little confused there for a second. She, she is excited. <laughs> and I'm starting to drop out of my accent here, too. Fuck. Um, all right. We eat. We have we have coffee. Temley comes back. Let's go over correct. these papers. So Temley comes back, and she pulls off a couple. She pulls out a couple of key pieces of paper, and she just goes, there's a few things in here that are concerning, to say the least. Um, let me just go through here. Ah, yes, this one. Uh, this note here says, uh, <clears throat> the coagulant thing 
is finally taking shape. It might not be what she asked for, but she is sure to be impressed. When it is ready, I will take it to Spite's cradle and show it to the mistress myself. Well, yeah, that all makes sense with what we observed. And Delma says that you guys ran into, uh, Varnak and Delma say you ran into some nasty blood ooze creature. Yeah, it seems pretty coagulated to me. Okay, well, I suppose that makes sense then. Um, mostly, these are notes uh, on various experiments that it seems as though this uh, self-prescribed sculptor is what he calls himself, involve uh, permanently mutating creatures by exposing them to some sort of energy mutagen. An um, energy mutagen? Interesting. Yeah. Does uh, more on that? That would be something good to find out more about. Well, see, he doesn't have... He has some notes here saying that he's not been able to determine what components are used in the making entirely of the energy mutagen. Either his concoctions of trying to copy it are imperfect or the mutagen itself is imperfect. I don't quite understand. I do know that they experimented much on animals with it. There's some uh, exploding ice rats. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Fire fire creatures. Yep, they're very sad. All of the experiments, interestingly, are ultimately successful. However, but they always turned the creatures too bestial and unreliable to use as minions. So it seems as though he was trying to make some sort of energy minions from the animals for some mistress. But they couldn't control them. Interesting. Yeah, he never names the mistress. Bet I could. The only thing I can see here is that that he wanted to take the coagulant thing, which I'm assuming is this blood ooze thing you fought, to Spite's cradle to show it to the mistress. I will note that two months prior to today's date, the mistress stopped asking the sculptor to perform experiments without offering any sort of explanation. So the sculptor actually took it upon himself to continue the work. And uh, it seems as though more than a handful of these creatures escaped into the woods. Most notably, a very large pack wolf with caustic properties. That sounds very much like the wolf that you slayed as we were entering into Etran's Folly. Yep. This one's really interesting. About three years ago, the mistress commanded the orcs to capture a human. The person was placed in a covered pit in the woods and exposed to something that the sculptor refers to as the Viridian Vapor. The last note on this experiment reads, The human died in agony in less than a day. We burned his body and filled the pit as instructed. Hey, Delma, did anybody happen to go missing about three years ago? 
Um, yes. Yes, actually, there was a farmer that went missing three years ago. Well, he had a bad time. Apparently. Oh, that's very bad to hear. Yeah, I'm thinking Pit might be a bit more literal, and it'd be this bubbling ooze pit that we found. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, if a poisoned man is at the bottom of that. Interesting. I, I so, can see wait, how that created you came, the... You came across a, a bubbling pit? Oh, yes. that's right. You did mention that. It burned you just by walking near it. Yes. Is he serving as some sort of fuel for this pit? But that was so long ago. But is that not when the uh, blight started showing up? Varnak would know that yes. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. According to Noala, that's about when the blight started showing up. Mystery solved! Well, that's very interesting. But how do we stop it then? I mean, if this, oh. thing's, if this thing's been going for three years, to assume that it will take its course by itself. Do you think the man was feeding it as fuel, or do you think these orc alchemists, this sculptor, was intentionally feeding the pit? Maybe now that you've killed them, they'll no longer be able to keep the pit going? Possible they were feeding some sort of chemical that reacted with it. With but then him. why... Why do that? I say we ask V. You V, you think... Where do you think you're going to find this V? Spite's Cradle. Oh, you think the mistress is V? Yes, which is also going to be the first album of my band, I've decided. Spite's Cradle. Sp oh, Spite's Cradle. Oh, oh. It sounds like you pissed my father off very much. Tyler. What? Happy birthday. Aw, oh, thanks, man. Uh, happy good birthday. Good job. You're my man. Dude, we've been having all sorts of podcast B-Days. That's true. We had Spencer. And you. That's all right. That's two. Swanee, isn't your birthday on the 5th, too? Yes, it is. Swanee, happy birthday, that's man. Right. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> 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 Fucking crushing it. for joining us here at the MinMax Podcast. We want to encourage you to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, at MinMax. That's M-N-M-A-X-E-D as always. Many of the sounds you hear in the MinMax Podcast are provided by Sirenscape. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. Join us again next week as we continue our adventures into the Fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Until then, we hope you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.